Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, travel agent of the year extraordinaire, Joe Chung. How you guys uh, doing? Lots of sports going on. Like this wasn't this weekend, like where every major sports league was playing and all kinds of other sports too. I saw somebody mention that on Twitter. I know my Packers lost, of course. So they call it the uh, sports equinox because uh, MLB, <laughs> NHL, NFL, and uh, NBA were all playing at the same time. Well, and college, and college too, and college. Yeah. It was Thursday, I think. Except for Michigan so. State, so it didn't really matter this weekend. <laughs> so Mark is usually all about <laughs> sports, but since. Since the green didn't play, it didn't matter. But well, I got to watch the Lions choke away again. A lead, like per usual, just uh, second half fumbled and threw interceptions like six six times or something crazy like that. Because that's how they roll. They just wanted Dak to have a good uh, welcome game back. Well, the Packers, I think, have just given up on their season, so I guess I don't have to to worry about them. That the the curse of London. I'm going to call it the curse of London. They went to London, and then it's just all been downhill since then. Okay, so this is this is how in tune Lions fans are. Uh, I got uh, some friends uh, that live Allison and uh, Drew that live in Dallas, and they're at the game. So I was messaging with them during the game, and I was like, "There, there's a play that looked like the Lions guy ran in for a touchdown, but he got tackled just short. They placed it at the one yard line instead of like the one inch line. Like the ball was just in front of the goal line. So that no QB sneak there, different thing. And he said there's a Lions fan sitting next to him yelling challenge 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 throw the challenge win he's like oh here comes a fumble next play hand it off to the running back fumble <laughs> um that's just we just it's true I mean, everybody I, knew I feel everybody knew i feel the pain i feel the pain um so i purposely did not bring up the jets last week when they beat the packers uh two comments about the packers though number one that picture of aaron Rodgers, like lying face down on the floor at the end of the Washington game this week. Uh, saw a funny meme. said he's eating a hot dog under there. Only people who watch uh, a certain show will get that. But that was funny. The other thing is, Sean and Mark, uh, last week I was talking to my friends, my Jet fan buddies, and I'm like constantly, you know, I'm the I'm Randy Quaid in Major League just complaining about them all the time. You know, no matter what, doing well, you know, even four and one, you know, they're going to choke just like the Mets did. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like that all the time. But last week when it was three, three going to half, I was like, guys, if they beat the Packers at Lambeau, I'm not going to complain until Halloween, until November. And so I've had to uh, hold to that, even though our star rookie running back tore his ACL yesterday. But it's all good. You know, injuries happen. The Jets are going to be great. But. Talk to me on November 1st, and you'll hear what I really think. <laughs> no, I think uh, the, the whole Packers team just hates Aaron Rodgers, and that's that's what's happening right now. That's my take. My buddy's like, we need to get rid of LaFleur. He's a terrible coach. They have no fight. I'm like, they're just all tired of all of Aaron Rodgers' BS, and 
And they don't have any wide receivers. I think that. that that's the that's the key. <laughs> not that we're going to turn this into a sports show, but the Packers don't have any good wide receivers, and Aaron Rodgers is not confident, so he's pulling the ball down a lot more. And yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. Hey, Rodgers and Brady had so many bad good in the same season. Rodgers and Brady bad in the same season. It's like it's amazing. I, I was waiting my whole life wants. for this. But yeah. I'm trying to be positive sports, Joe, so I can't delight in their failures until at least just, November 1st. You just walk around Boston. Well, now Brady's not even there, so they probably hate him too. But it would have been great if it happened when he was at the Pats. So you could wear, wear a shirt that says the Jets are in first or something like that. They're not, though. So No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, side note. Have you, you know, we haven't talked about TV shows in a bit. Have you watched The Peripheral at all yet, Joe, on Amazon? Is that the one with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz? I, yes. I saw the trailers for it. No, I got to check it out. Is it, well, oh, I'm a little awesome concerned. So I'm a little concerned because it looks a little intense and scary. So I might have to w- watch it muted with subtitles or something. <laughs> it's it's like Ready Player One and Inception had a baby, kind of. Oh, I like both those things. Well, I like the Ready Player One book. The movie was okay. Wait, so it's not like um, too like suspenseful and creepy? If not... No, then... it's like an action-y type of show. Okay. The trailer was kind of creepy, so I was like... But uh, yeah. yeah, I'll check it out. So, so. far, I'm only, only two episodes are out, but it was good. That and uh, Blackbird on Apple TV, really good based on a true story. Of, you only uh, tweeted about that like 72 times over the weekend. Only so. once. Really? <laughs> I was going to say, I feel it like. It showing up on my timeline. So I just thought you could. Because, you know, Apple was like, let's bump this. Let's bump this. <laughs> they paid but no, that's a really good, oh, really yeah, good show. Oh, yeah, say promote a tweet underneath. You're yeah. right. Thank you for the money, Apple. Just kidding. So I feel like we talked about sports and then you talked about TV. If we added Disney in here, it'd be like the trifecta of things that people like to complain right, about. Us. Why you gotta, gotta, why you gotta ruin it? Why you gotta ruin it for Mark, Sean? We were doing so well. <laughs> you know what's crazy though, Joe? I am gonna talk about Disney for a second. You know, they raised the prices again and the parks are still packed. So at this point, I've just officially given up on uh on complaining. I I feel like yeah, the Disney stuff is uh just no fun. It's like, I, I just, it's it's no like Lions fans say they need to stop going to the games and then the owners will do a change. Like th- people just need to stop going to Disney. Yeah, that's but what I I've been that... saying. Like people are not like people are still going. So <laughs> it just gives Disney can do whatever they want. And uh, the people who complain the most are the ones still going the most as well. They so, go 20 times a year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like. You know, I'm like I've been trying hard to complain less because if I'm still going to go, then I'm part of the problem. So I don't really have any right to complain. So I I agree with you, and I like look at that I was just thinking about this. I was thinking about like how it has just sort of sucked to be a fan of Disney recently because it's not just like they're raising prices and things aren't as good, and you got to plan all this stuff. But it's also that the other Disney fans are really bitter, and so you have like this really kind of negativity within people who are fans of Disney, because it's just not as good as it used to be, right? But, you know, it's still good enough for, for most people. And their and, streaming uh, shows suck all the time. It must, it must be what my Jets... <laughs> they raise the prices on Disney+. Plus. It must be what my Jets friends feel like talking to me. Like, why is this guy negative all the time? Although the difference is the Jets were never good, so... They had Bill Parcells, but your tongue. Yeah, he was good. Those are, those are, the, those are the good years. I was too... You know, like like with uh, most of my sporting life, I was too young to truly appreciate what I had at the time. So, on a positive note, I did get Joe to agree that him and Leslie from Disney Deciphered will come on and do a show in January, talking all about planning Disney for next year. So, like, we'll get through the holiday season, see all the millions of changes that Disney messes with, just to do it, and then we'll do a show, and then uh, it'll be relevant for about a week before Disney changes uh, something else. But 
We do have a Disney episode coming up, but it'll be just Disney. Did you guys see, do either of you guys have the Southwest Companion Pass anymore? Because, like, I feel like uh, there's it's still very popular in the community. I had it for a lot of years. I haven't had it for a few years. Southwest just made some updates, some changes. And the good news is, like, every time Southwest makes an update to Rapid Rewards or they change the Companion Pass, you think it's going to be, like, the end of the thing, right? It's just going to go away. It's too good to be true. It didn't happen. They raised the uh, requirement to 135,000 rapid reward miles up from 125,000 up from 110, just like I think three years ago. So that hurts, but otherwise it's pretty much intact. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have it next year for a couple months uh, because of that deal they had where you book one flight and fly, which I'm taking the flight in a couple weeks. So I should have it there. I did book a random weekend trip to Nashville because it was like 28 bucks each way. So I'll definitely take care of it that or use it that one time. But yeah, I think this change is more in line with because the credit card, you know, back when it was 110, the credit cards were all like 50K, maybe occasionally 60K welcome offers. And now we've seen 80K, you know, and they're they're messing around with them all the time. Like you get half the bonus and then you spend for the rest and so you're still able to get it with two cards and the min spend. So I don't think it changes much. Now, if you are above Chase 524 and you did it through spend and through shopping portals and all that stuff and, and flights, then I think this hits a bit harder. You know, they're kind of pushing it out of reach unless basically they want to sell you credit cards, essentially. The other interesting thing they added was if you're a Rapid Rewards credit card holder, then you will uh, you get 10000 companion pass qualifying points. So, uh, you know, basically the requirement's still the same if you have a, a Southwest credit card, which I'm sure most people who are going for the companion pass do. I think it's like really brilliant. Um, you know, the Southwest has had this forever with the portal stuff counting. And I recently got into this Facebook group of like crazy people on American Airlines who are like, they're going nuts for all those rocket miles offers and they're going for all these portal offers and they're spending all their money and time and effort in order to earn American Airlines loyalty points to get status with American Airlines. And it just reminds me Suckers. how brilliant this is. Yeah, how brilliant this is. Uh, you know, Southwest has done this forever. American has made it maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, robust. But getting people completely into your ecosystem around, you know, promise of elite benefits. I think that this is like smart. And I think that you're going to see other airlines uh, go this way, whether it be for like a pass or elite status or something like that. I do hate how many people are doing the American Airlines, especially, you know, influencers, bloggers, stuff like that, are doing it just because they can, you know, like, oh, it's new, it's shiny, let's go after it so we can, you know, create content around it, essentially, it's admitting, I'm probably not going to fly American Airlines, if I do, it'll be once or twice, so it's like, what are you putting all this effort in, and then you're, you know, creating this momentum that other people have FOMO, and they're doing it, too, and if you're not flying American Airlines, you know, five, 10 times a year, what does status really, you know, do for you? All that money you spent achieving it through credit card spend that you could have got a better return somewhere else. You could just buy the seat you want uh, versus trying to get an upgrade or something. I mean, if you're considering making a change and this was the, the push to get you to try American Airlines because you're tired of Delta United, whatever, uh, that makes sense. But just to do it, to do it, uh, I still don't get that. And I think it's detrimental to people that uh, read it. So th that's my two cents on it. Have you met people in the hobby though, who are like really pursuing this? I've met quite a few yes. people who are like really into this and it's just interesting how and they're like, you know, I haven't flown American in five years. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Joe, you, uh, you doing it? You hitting the AA shopping portal every day for those loyalty points. 
I'm definitely not, but you're making me think of a conversation I had this weekend related. I was talking to a friend about the hoops that I jumped through to maintain high globalist status. And they were like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. But then I was like, well, yeah, I was talking about it. First of all, I just want to remind everyone, global status is terrible. Don't get it. But uh, it's probably not worth all the hoops that I jumped through. Uh, at the same time, it is, you know, uh, the status hamster wheel or whatever. It's like you have it and then you feel like I want to keep it. Yes, I use it every once in a while, like guest of honoring Jess in Chicago two weeks ago and stuff like that. But probably I would guess if I actually did the calculations about how much money I spent maintaining the status versus how much I could have just like bought her a suite, for example, for those two nights. Um, and we use it a little bit more, but I bet you it'd be uh, a lot closer than I think, or maybe, well, hopefully it's close. If it's not close, then, you know, I don't even want to know, but these things that we go through, it's crazy. People in this hobby, including myself, guilty. Yeah. You know, you know how many people I've heard that say, oh, I spent to globalist bad status. And I'm like, oh, how many nights did you need to spend for? Oh, like, 45 or 50 and i'm like well then you're not using it enough to make it worth it like you're just doing it because people say it's a good status versus it being good for you so it drives me nuts like if you're not staying 20 30 nights a a year globalist isn't worth going for the 60 nights and even then if you're not staying in all uh you know a a resort type property if you're staying at hyatt places at all hyatt houses those don't get you anything so if you're not staying at a full service property 20 plus nights a year what is that status bringing you back hey those bottles of water that i get there you go okay you know <laughs> you can I get had... you can get a top floor no view in chicago with globalist there you 20, play, 20 play bottles it. of water can't can't be wrong mark come on <laughs> it's just it's so amazing when you get a reach in at a hyatt place into the cooler and grab those two bottles of water you feel so special like, Heck, uh, half the time I have to remind them when I check in. I say, "Don't I get some free drinks?" Oh yeah, go grab them. Oh, okay. I always, almost always have to. I mean, can I grab my waters now? Yeah. So it, it, it's it's crazy, but you know the whole loyalty scheme, the whole this whole industry is becoming more and more mature. So you know different strategies that they have to hook you, different promotions that they have. Like it feels like they're you know they they have their game together, and you know good for Southwest for continuing this. They're upping the you know the points to get people even more invested in it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which other programs kind of move towards something like this. Um, you know, all the gamification has happened though across things. We see it with like IHG One Rewards where they have different levels to earn things. Hyatt's done that before. Getting you on the hamster wheel of loyalty. That is what they're about. Making you think that you're getting outsized value. That's what you're about. But at the end of the day, these loyalty programs are about making these uh, companies money, right? And that's what they yeah, do. Yeah, I mean how many casinos have been built on this exact same thing? Like they perfected it long before airlines and hotels and it's a mental game. Like they know how people work and they, you know, how many people have lost $2,000 at the casino and been like, yeah, but I got my breakfast comp and I got a $200 room for free. <laughs> it's just kind of messed up. They, they know how to work us for sure. Yeah. And bringing it full circle, I do feel like Southwest companion pass is probably one of the things that if you fly four, five times a year, you might be able to get the value out of it, especially if you get a bunch of that through the credit card. Because unlike Hyatt, unlike casinos, it's not confusing the hoops that you have to jump through to get the benefits that you want. It's just simple, right? You just set a companion, whatever price you pay for your ticket, they've traveled with you for 560 if there's a flight available. And so 
you know, even though Southwest bumped it up to 135,000 and I'd probably never get it. I think in the grand scheme of things, if you if it was worth it for you at 125, it's probably worth it for you at 135 as well. Yeah, I think so. I do, you know, when people always say I've saved thousands of dollars with Companion Pass. If you're in a, a Southwest hub, I think it's great and you fly them all the time, it's great. If you're not and you're doing connecting flights and often Southwest is not the cheapest airline anymore like they used to be outside of hubs. So calculate that cost into it as well. You know, it's easy to say, well, I spent $3,000 on my flight. So that means $3,000 I saved with somebody else's flight. But did you pay more versus flying somebody else? And then uh, did you spend more time, which which cost you too? you know, taking a connecting flight when you could have gone uh, nonstop. So definitely keep remember to keep those in your calculations if you're deciding if it's worth it or not for you. One other maybe trend that we might start seeing is these like event things from the banks. Like for instance, American Express has had their like small business Saturday in the past. They just had their membership week. Uh, Built has launched their rent day, which on a side note, I'm a Built advisor, want to disclose that, but Built has some really interesting promotions and tie-ins with their partners coming up for future rent days that I can't talk about, but it'll be interesting. to They're really going all in on this sort of event thing. Rent day is like the first of every month. Uh, where they have you get increased earnings, you get double points, things like that. And Bank of America announced this week that November 5th is going to be sort of their equivalent of that. They're going to give an extra 2% across back, cash back or points or whatever, 2x, across all their cards on November 5th. Do you guys think, first off, what do you guys think of this offer? And then, you know, do you see other banks kind of coming up with something similar? I wish it wasn't Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have some cards. If you're a, you know, if you have their status, that could be some pretty nice earnings. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't think about it that way. If you have uh platinum honor, you know, you're looking at what, like seven and a half percent back, something like that. So you definitely can take advantage of it. Is this a honey trap too, for people that, you know, can hit a huge amount of spend in one day uh, for that type of thing? I don't know. I, I've never heard of bank of America being that uptight about that stuff, but yeah, if you have platinum honors and all that stuff, I think it is interesting as somebody like me, that that means two percent, you know, an extra two percent. So we're talking like three, three and a half percent total. It doesn't move the needle much for me. I guess if you need Alaska Airlines miles, which aren't as valuable as they used to be, that could move it for you. But uh, for my personal situation, I'm focusing on other things. But uh, yeah, if you def- you made a good point. If you have status, this could be legit awesome for a day. Yeah, I have platinum honor status with B of A, so I'm getting like on the travel rewards card getting 2.625% cash back. Now, all of a sudden, it's 4.625% everywhere. And then there's, oh, yeah. you know... I'm, I multiplied it instead of just added 2% when I said so. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you, you were giving me math tips, man. You failed. Oh, sorry for the tutoring. Failed you. But yeah, it, it's cool that I, I, I feel like, yes, on some cases, Bank of America. So this isn't the, the bank that has all the cards that are the sexiest with bonus categories and stuff like that. But some of their cash rewards cards, like those rotating 3% or where you can choose the 3% category that you get the most, now you're earning 5% that day. There are some opportunities here. But for me, like personally, I think like the 4.625% everywhere is something that's interesting. Although I haven't given up too much like thought into how I, exactly I would maximize it. But, you know, I, I feel like it's good. I hope more banks, I hope that this entices more banks, things like this. Uh, like what American Express did with their membership week, like what Built is doing. I like these sort of event spending days. Do you like them, Joe? I think it's pretty interesting. I was thinking about it. It's sort of like when 
you know, I think certain states, including Massachusetts, they'll do like a tax-free day. And the idea is just to encourage spending and to remind people, well, for Massachusetts, I guess it's just encourage spending in general. The, go- but, the government encouraging you to rack up debt. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but for the credit card companies, I think it's like trying to remind people, you know, I don't know when the last time I used my bank, any of my Bank of America cards was, but then with this promotion, it's like putting it back top of mind. Um, I So I think it's definitely interesting. And then, of course, people who are going to try to game it, um, they may come out better for it. But it's an interesting idea. I don't know. Like, I never shop on tax-free day. Like, half the time I'm out of town. Or, like, I find out about it, like, the day before. And you know, Jess will be like, we should buy a mattress. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to pick a mattress, like, in six hours. <laughs> like, I, Get I just, a new dishwasher. Bam. No, our dishwasher's good. Our dishwasher's <laughs> good. Now that we use it, Mark, it's just... Uh, I'm so proud of you. I, my, I, think, my, I feel my, like I had that influence on you. Yeah, my life has changed. Episode one. Thank you so much. Um, but I, I think it's a cool idea. Hopefully they happen more than like once a year. Um, just so, you know, because it's it's tough to like plan your I, – I so Bank of America is what, November 5th? It's like I got to plan my life around November 5th. You know, it can be tough to do that. I agree. I think like what Built is doing where it's the first of every month and that they're going to tie in different promotions. Like it's not going to just be the increased earnings, but they have – working with partners. So they're going to have different, you know, promotions for their cardholders with their different travel partners. I think that's cool. Cause it's telling built customers, you know, have this card every month, you're going to be able to earn double. And I feel like if they're trying to like force people into using their card or to reward that, you know, that behavior, they're going to have to do it more than once. Right, Joe. I mean, just November 5th, this one off day, that's not going to get me to use my bank of America cards routinely more. But if they did this every, you know, so often, then those cars might just stay in my wallet. I know, you know, that's what I think Built is trying to do with that, with the rent day and, uh, you know, other promotions like that or similar promotions have, have tried to do it. So we'll see if it does, but uh, I'm excited for it. I'm going to go uh, swipe everywhere for my, uh, for my November 5th four points. Just... <laughs> what, what is the V for Vendetta? Is it November 5th? Did you ever see that movie where he's like, make them never forget November the 5th or something? I don't know. That's what I have in my head right now. But Sean, you made me look at my business. I pulled up my business Bank of America cards, even though I hate paying them. So it also deters me from using them. Uh, I do have a 15K limit on my 3% card. So I might need to hit some gas station action uh, on the 5th. So uh, I, I have changed my mind a little bit. I'm, I'm intrigued now. A bit more. Although you're, you're right. you are right. Can we, can we just right. get Bank of America to fix their website, please? Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. Horrible. You're right about that. But you're also right that November 5th is V for Vendetta. Now I yes. have concerns that this Bank of America <laughs> thing is some sort of V for Vendetta fight club situation going to crash all our financial institutions. Maybe we shouldn't be spending on uh, that day. Everybody but, that yeah. spends above five grand, axe. <laughs> you get the yes. American Airlines treatment. Bam. Yeah. It's a real honey trap because it's the revolution. So, you know, watch <laughs> yeah. your back. All right. So the other thing that we saw this week, big news, I guess, is that the Chase Sapphire Reserve uh, upped the bonus to 80K. And that's like the biggest bonus, I guess, since it launched with the 100,000 point bonus. Right, Mark? Like it's been yeah. like kind of stuck at years. 60 for a while. Yeah. So finally, like in the age old discussion of whether you should get Sapphire Preferred or Sapphire Reserve, at least now, like the bonus is higher on the more premium card. Although, you know, the way you do the math, uh, maybe Sapphire Preferred ultimately is still a better card to have for a lot of people. But uh, yeah, if people have been waiting to get that 
Sapphire Reserve, that premium chase card. Uh, you can pick up the 80K bonus. But Chase has been uh, doing some... But Chase is kind of in the Christmas spirit, right? They've been matching bonuses on ink cards, on the Sapphire card as well, like if people secure message them. Yeah, and uh, I'll update the post on the comparing the Sapphire Preferred or Reserve. And I've been long, way before everybody else, I was Preferred's better for most people the first year, and then you can upgrade. And this was even before they went to the 550 annual fee. And uh, so I'll update that because I'm curious. I don't. I haven't even really crunched the numbers yet. So I'm curious to see how they compare with the the higher offer on the more expensive card. But yeah, if you have if you just signed up for the reserve in the last 30 days, I think they're matching you. So that you just send a secure message, and you'll get approved. If you're outside that, I'd still try. But I think we're seeing a lot of negative data points there. Now the curious thing is the Ink Unlimited and the uh, Ink Cash has a public offer of 75k after $7,500 in spend. But there's an in-branch offer for 90k for six grand in spend, which more points, less spend, whatever. It doesn't make sense to me, but hey, I like it. So they're matching. People are messaging and asking to match that, which isn't even online public, just in-branch. And they're doing it. And they're doing it as far back as, like, I've seen data, uh, data points all the way back to March, which doesn't make sense. So I think if you signed up for anything in 2022, Inc., related uh cash or unlimited send them a message uh, you'll likely get it and if you don't want to mess with going into the branch I, I would consider signing up online and then asking to get matched to that offer uh but i'm guessing it'll come online soon if they're matching wouldn't you think that that's the next step like they'll release it publicly online you would think so that does generally happen so uh, hopefully it does it's good to see that chase is being so generous going back so far like i wonder if that's a mistake or if that's just their their policy now. Um, yeah, but, hit it. Hit it quick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, they haven't been so generous in, in recent years. So always good to do that. And that's always a good reason to keep up on the latest bonuses, even after you get a card. You know, I, I sometimes I'm tempted to like, I get something and then I don't want I just want to tune it out just in case something better comes along. Because I don't want to like, you know, get mad at myself for, for not doing the best thing. But sometimes you can have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes you can win by matching it. And uh, I guess we're going to talk all about banks and credit cards today because Capital One, you know, with the VentureX, they finally got in the premium card game. They added a couple of kind of cool perks for their premium card holders that I think are worth talking about. First off, like I've been out and about talking to a lot of people in the hobby, a lot of people with VentureX. People are absolutely loving the Capital One lounges. I don't think any of the three of us have tried one. Have you tried one, Joe? I haven't. Where Texas, right? One of them? Yeah, the original one is in Dallas. in Dallas. Yeah. And I think they're opening one in D.C. I and am flying through Dallas in December, so maybe maybe I'll just run over there. Is there more than one open right now, or they're just loving the one lounge? I think it's just the one, and the other one in D.C. is not open, but let me double check. I just got the uh, Spark Travel Elite card, so I actually can get into the lounges now. And there's actually one of those cafes downtown Detroit that I'm curious to go in and try out which you don't even need to have a capital one card to go in there it's like a bank yeah i just found that out like uh, this week i was talking to somebody and i just found out that you didn't need a uh, a card to go in there i always thought you had to be a card holder for some reason no you just get i think you get 50 percent off if you if you have a card and you go in there so i bet i drive by every time i'm downtown i always want to stop so i definitely want to hit that and uh i'll throw in my own experience uh i almost sean back away from the desk i almost booked frontier I don't know. You should have. I mean, that just stopped there. <laughs> we the just almost. rolled over the joke. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, 
So I have the $300 travel credit. So I went to use the Capital One travel portal because you got to book it through that to get it. And we have, uh, we're, we're booking some flights to Orlando. So I, I, Frontier was the best price nonstop. Pulled up, get get to the end to go pay. And of course I got the ding. Uh, the price has gone up $80. You know, sometimes this happens. And I don't know, I've heard people complain about this with Capital One. I don't know if it's a portal issue, if they're not updating it enough. Uh, so I ended up booking with the better low-cost uh, carrier Spirit because uh, after the price increase, Spirit was cheaper and had better times. I'm triggered now. but <laughs> So back to the Capital One lounges. Yeah, Dallas is the only one that's open. Dulles and Denver opening next year. But they also launched a kind of a competitor to American Express Fine Hotels and Resorts uh, this week, which will uh, give people like $100 experience credit, free breakfast, late checkout, same kind of things that you see with like Fine Hotels Resorts. Uh, similar programs to that. So in addition to their lounges and everything else that they're doing, they're adding these Capital One landings at two airports, at uh, DCA and at LaGuardia. The one at DCA is like 5,500 square foot. LaGuardia, almost 11,000 square feet. Um, These are going to be like restaurant concepts. So the idea is people spend less time in these airports, I guess. So they don't need a full lounge. So they're going to get this restaurant. The most exciting thing about it is that Jose Andres is going to be doing the menu for it. So his group... uh, Mark. Jose, <laughs> and uh, you know, I we we went over this and we tried to record this once before. And Joe said I said his name, Jose Andres, like I was being robotic. So I'm trying to get the accent correct to uh, to Joe's uh, liking. So hopefully I did. But this yeah, is actually pay attention to where the accent is on the uh, on the name. You know? Yes. So, but this looks cool. Like the concept art looks neat. Capital yeah. One. I mean, I've heard great. How things long about are the, the line? Yeah. How long are the lines going to be to get in? Like a three-hour wait to get seated? I mean, we've seen Delta lounges have an hour, hour and a half wait. I can't imagine how bad this is going to be. Well, the one in LaGuardia, 11,000 square feet is pretty sizable. But I guess it just depends as they build out their cardholder collection. I mean, we've seen what in the old days with the Centurion lounges, it was easy to get in. And then now lines everywhere. So I don't think Capital One quite has the premium cardholder lineup right now. But as they build this... You know, we could see something similar to that. But I like how they're differentiating themselves, trying to put in not only lounges, which, by the way, everybody I've talked to say really outcompete the Centurion lounges, or at least the one in Dallas does. Uh, now doing restaurants and then competing with other things like FHR type benefits. Like, I feel like, you know, Capital One really is here to play in this premium space. Yeah, I, I'll give Capital One credit. They seem to like every couple months, and I don't know if this is just they want to keep in the news cycle or or what. They announce a new card partnership, and a lot of times it's stuff that's you know niche and and something that most people probably can't use. But at least they're trying to add value for their card holders, and and this is definitely a, a big value add. And then LaGuardia went from like the dumpiest airport in America to now having every premium lounge and you know, new terminal and all that stuff. So that's kind of, I, I got to get out there. I haven't been there since all this stuff started popping off, but it seems like a place to be now. Yeah. The, the restaurant there is going to have indoor outdoor space too. So it's going to be one of those things where like overlooking the, the runways or, you know, whatever, it's going to be right in that new terminal building. So take that yeah. in and out LA, take that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's my suggestion because we know that I don't think there will be lines at the beginning, Mark, because Capital One is obviously trying to get fancy to increase their market share. So those of you who have, you know, the Venture X or the Spark Elite, like you have now, Mark, take advantage of the take advantage of this now. You know, this first year where they're doing all this stuff, try to 
try to appreciate it before it gets overrun. Like, because remember when the Centurion lounges lounges first opened? You know, the food they was weren't way better. Yeah, yeah, it was like so nice. You gotta like this is this is Capital One's lost leader. You gotta take advantage of it. Uh, that's my recommendation. You know, not Joe's even saying, knowing. Fly to Laguardia just to go to Laguardia. Exactly. I mean, Laguardia. In terms of you know my top five bucket list destinations in the United States of America, LaGuardia, you got to put it on that list now to go the, check out the city of Queens. In the next year, yeah. <laughs> the city of Queens, as Bethany says. <laughs> nice. Go visit the city of Queens for an hour. Stare out at planes. Now, who doesn't think like Capital One executives just created all this for themselves, right? I mean, isn't Capital One's headquarters in Washington D.C. area, and then all of a sudden one of their airports has got a lounge, the other one's getting the restaurant. And then, of course, in New York, and you know, they must travel up to New York all the time. So like they're probably they're just putting this stuff in the airports for themselves. But I guess we all get a benefit from that. Now, is the the landing that's included for cartels or like completely comp or is it is it like the cafes where you pay a, a portion or. Yeah, as far as I can I... tell, it's going to be comped uh, for yeah. like VentureX for their premium card holders. So it's going to be in lieu of like a lounge. They'll have the take that AA first dining. Take that. Good stuff. Nobody I mean, wants to uh, fly out of JFK anymore. They're going to go to LaGuardia. If we keep having like the competition in the lounge space, there's just going to be no more space for, for lounges to be built. There's going to have to build new terminals uh, for this stuff. But it's good. It's I'll tell terminal you. terminal lounge. They'll build an entire terminal. It's just a lounge. Yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Cut up in the terminal. It would be nice to just have would be cool. everybody go to the same place to go to lounges and you don't have to like search them out. Kind of nice. No, because then you can't pretend you're better than other people. If you all go, if everyone goes, <laughs> yeah, you're all like, oh, we're all lounge people. We all rode the tram lounge. This isn't exciting. I don't get to look down on you from the second level while you walk uh, by. Yes, those are the nicest level. Those are the nicest lounges when it's like from the second level, and you just you know can literally spit on people if you want to. Last week, I got to uh, do something in a lounge I hadn't hadn't done in a while. I got to get my. Uh... I spit on some people. Yeah, well, I do that every time I go to. Do... <laughs> No, I got to go to the American Express Centurion Spa because, you know, most of the lounges don't have spas. They, the, some of the early ones did. Dallas has one. Miami has one. I think there's one or two other ones. But the one in Miami was open and I got to get a uh, manicure. So that was really fun because there was no massage times until I had to leave. So have you either of you guys uh, You got your that? fingernails massaged. That's what you got. Well, they used to do wax and all this other stuff. It used to be really cool. And yeah, they would massage your hands. Now it's like a... I don't know. It's too fast. Like you just come in, they cut your nails, they do your cuticles, stuff like that. Put the clear coat on and wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. You're out of there. So I miss the old days oh, of the wax. But, I've never uh, had yeah, a manicure, to... but I've d- I have done like put my hands in wax because uh, Kirsten had a, one of those things at home so she could do it. So I did that like to rejuvenate the skin or whatever, uh, but I've never had a full on manicure. But I do like hand massages. That sounds dirty, but uh, I do... <laughs> So if they used to do that, that was good. But they do have the full massages back there. It's a 15-minute sort of service. And, you know, that gets you more value for your platinum card, I guess. So it's good to to do it. But it had been years since I had one. Yeah, it's nice to see that. The Miami Lounge was good. So, yeah, life is good getting back out there. Mark, I saw you um, shared a message about you have another weekend and you're booking two hotel rooms again. For this coming week, is it going to get very I, expensive for you if you're booking I know, two hotel I, rooms? I did. Everywhere I pivoted. Go? I pivoted. No, because we're going to go visit my sister, and it's in like middle of nowhere, Ohio. We're meeting halfway, so it was a uh, Hilton. It was like thirty-seven thousand points a night, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. It's only one night, but 
I don't want to feel like crap. So I did book a second room, and then I was at my favorite place, Meyer, this morning, uh, and I had some M perks to burn, and I saw a, a cheap blow-up mattress on sale. So I, b- I bought that and canceled the second room. My, my son's going to be sleeping on the floor. He's young. He'll He'll live. So instead of booking a second room, you just bought a blow-up mattress. Yeah, it was way cheaper. I did, I did the calculations, Joe. I was you have like thirty-seven thousand points. Wait, do you need like a? This? Do you need to get like a? You know, one of those automatic air filler thingies too. Sorry, you mean a the, pump? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Words escape. <laughs> I like uh, yeah, uh, the automatic air filler thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah those I things mean. that automatically go. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was trying to spare the listeners have, me we... blowing air into the microphone, <laughs> but uh, you, you took care of that for us. Thank you. Oh, uh, just blew some ear, eardrums are bleeding on the subway. But uh, yeah, we, we have one of those already. And we actually have an air mattress up at, we have a cot and an air mattress up at the cottage. And when we were leaving, we were packing up. Kirsten's like, do you think we should take it? I was like, nah, I don't, we don't have anything planned that we'd need it. And of course, we could have used either one of those things. So. I used my free M Perks money and and got it. So save me thirty seven thousand. The true uh, calculation would have been to calculate how much gas it would have taken you to get to. Oh, the I thought about that. I thought about that. I was like, it's cheaper to buy this than to drive to the cottage and back. <laughs> I will say, plus like time, as crazy like as it before. sounds. Yeah, plus time. I, I will say, as crazy as it sounds, getting a uh, you know a, a blow up mattress instead of paying for a second room. I feel like that's the the right choice. I feel like it would just kill me yes. to pay for a second room every single time. So it's a good solution. We need higher places at every exit, and then we wouldn't have this problem. You just pop out the, the pull-out couch, and you're good to go. That's why they're the best. See, this is why if you are uh, family planning and you know, you're thinking about having a third kid, you really need to think about these things. Because we're – I mean, we can still get away with it for now, but pretty much – you know, in a couple of years, we're going to be locked into two rooms no matter what. Even if even if the hotel doesn't force us to do two rooms, just in terms of reality, we're probably going to need two rooms most times. So, you know, uh, two to three, it's an exponential jump. You got to buy a bigger car, yep. too. All the things you got to think about if you're thinking about having kids. That's why only crazy people stop or keep going past you. That's right. It was my daughter's <laughs> birthday this weekend, though. I love it. It's either honey. crazy or an oops. <laughs> Well, you might as well go up yeah. to six at that point, right? Or go up to four kids because that way, you know, you're already getting the extra room. You got to be like we, Sean and I'm space them out so one can we, watch the other. I'm not kidding. We, like, seriously discussed that. I mean, you know, you got to worry about college and all that crap. But other than that, we were like, you know, but uh, my wife no, didn't want college to be will be again. free by then. Yeah, my, my wife didn't want to be pregnant again. She said it's too much work, which uh, I don't blame That's her. That's true. So. I, I would say if we could pop out like a one-year-old, or I know you could adopt, but let's just say we could like, there was a process where you just make it not be pregnant and a kid comes out, we, we definitely would have had more kids. See, but you're, yeah, and you're getting a second room anyway, so you might as well have. Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. Now we go. We're going to go. I don't know how you describe an, I don't know how you describe an episode of this podcast such as this one. I think we covered just about every unique range. We covered of all the nuts and butts. Yeah, we got your sports <laughs> talk. We got your family talk. We got you covered. TV you know, talk. I snuck in Disney, so yeah. I mean, if you were playing the drinking game, we we hit everything uh, for you. But we appreciate everybody out there who listens. As a reminder, if you want to support the show, support the site, everything that we do, we do have links at mtmpodcast.com. You can apply for cards. Uh, we have all the best offers there. And any of like the promotions, things we talked about in this show, we'll have links in the show notes for all of the, the news and things that we covered. 
And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Joe, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. And if you're starting to think of Disney trips in 2023, email me, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net with an M. How about you, Mark? Yeah, just keep pumping that higher fee. Like, let's just keep bringing people in to keep them raising rates. Hey, it's I all just, Joe's fault. I, I, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just the one who signs the checks over to Disney. Higher rates equals higher commissions for Joe. You know, not really, but probably, probably not. Disney probably, as they raise rates, they they pay lower commissions. I bet. Watch. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark, where I tweet about uh, TV shows 4,700 times on a Saturday. Uh, you can email me, Mark, at Miles and Memories. Comment on any of the articles, and I'll get back to you there. How about you, Sean? I did want to ask everybody out there who listens to the show every week, if you're on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a five-star review. That does help us out with the algorithm. It helps the show reach more people. And uh, we really appreciate all the great, fun reviews. And uh, like I said, everything related to this show, everything that we do at Miles to Memories, you can find uh, at milestomemories.com. That's our uh, post-podcast videos, everything top to bottom. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. It is crazy how much that like runs their life though. Like people will ride a bus for four hours on a Tuesday to go to a game and then ride four hours back and then go to work the next day. I'm like, dude, yeah. could you imagine anybody doing that here? No. College football do it every week. Texas. I think people do it for like college football and like high school. Every football week in Texas. though? Oh. I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. But no, they like their whole life revolves around that team. Which is cool. It's kind of crazy to see, like, simplistic almost. Like, all you do is work and care about this team. The thing that sucks about a being life. a sports fan, though, <laughs> is that, you know, you're always going to be let down. Like, it's just, yeah. You know, you're never going to. What are you talking about, Sean? I've never been let down a single day in my life. <laughs> As my Expect disappointment, and, and you're never let down. Is this our banter or is this pre show stuff? I don't even know. We haven't started the show. We haven't had outtakes for a while. Oh, all, right. All, right. all right. We'll get Go started ahead, and we can banter. Other than that, like I was talking through it and I was like, you know what? It is probably not worth all the all the hoops that I jumped through. Beep that at the out. Same time, that was sexual. <laughs> it's probably not worth all the now hoops I got the that Fergie, I jumped through. Now I got the Fergie song in my in my head. <laughs> no, you're giving it away. Who, who, whose uh, speakers are on, by the way? Mine, my stupid headphones shut down. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I can't take the speakers. Sorry, hold on. Just wait a second. Let me fix it. I just heard Jose Andres. Jose. Oh, we messed up. And I'm Mark. Uh, we got to cut all this out because of those annoying. All right. Oh, actually, I can I can cut out the Now I can't hear you. That's great. Dude, what is Say everything you want to say about Sean. Those, those right new AirPods. So. After he was just okay. trumpeting those new AirPods too last week, they're garbage. No, they keep disconnecting. So I was using my old AirPods and they were fine, but the battery wasn't charged. I'm going to have to, because they, they do keep, this is like the second time with the new one that it's disconnected. He's probably considered to be like the, the most famous chef in the world. He's the guy who rolls out to every time there's like a hurricane or like a natural disaster in America. He rolls out and like gives people a ton of food for free. So worth it. All right. Respect. Part. 
He's not he's not the guy that does the salt though. So that's Salt Bay. No, he's not Salt Bay. Salt Bay's your guy. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to start over with the whole Capital One landing thing. All right. Okay. Please do.